Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Uh, concept of the gates and the roads. Amen. Now when you open up a gate, alright, you are opening up yourself to many, many things that come through that gate. Are you listening to me? Alright. And so I want us to look at a few of these gates or what I call the primary gates of hell. Amen. And I want us to start with uh, one of these gates. Are you with me? They, 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 you see, a gate has two things that it does. One is that it opens it to things that come to you. And the other is that it opens you to a way, a road, a channel upon which you are. Are you with me? Okay. So now, gate number one, um, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a primary gate of hell into your life and my life our lives all right and um you know the story in um mark chapter 11 where the bible says if when you stand praying forgive if you have all against any are you there and when you do not forgive neither will god forgive you your trespasses is that not so so, when you start to operate in unforgiveness, in, in the reality of unforgiveness, not forgiving what you need to forgive in your life, you open up yourself to a whole lot of things which start to come to you. It's, it's, it, what, the reason why, why we are calling it a gate is because it opens you up to a series of things not just one thing it's not like unforgiveness does this but it actually opens you up to a series of things which you may not even relate to the gate that you have opened but really you have opened yourself up to many things one of the things that just a few that i want to mention one of the things is that it opens you up to the absence of god in your life because he says that neither will your father in heaven forgive you your sins god will not hear you god will not listen to you you know god will not answer you you know so you open yourself up to a whole series of a chapter of life without god Involvement. He said, if you, if you do this, I'll forgive you. Commit murder, I'll forgive you. Commit adultery, I'll forgive you. If you commit 
uh, what do you call it? I'll forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father forgive you. That is the place that he says that I will not forgive you. And so you open yourself up to a life without God. So if you look at people, you know, who are not forgiving, you just look at them, just watch them. Watch somebody who has decided to carry on and not leave the issues. You know, just watch their lives. You, You will see, you will watch the person's life go from bad to worse. And sometimes the bad to worse is over a long period that you don't see that this is how your whole life is going because of your bitterness and your hatred. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 talks about bitterness and calls it a root you see whenever you hear such words roots it's frightening you because what is coming up as a result of the existence of that root it's so so different even from the root itself that's why i said that a gate which allowed armed robbers and other things to enter your house it's, a, it's like that is how it is. A gate, you open it, and it's a primary gate through which, when I say primary, I mean that you see, there are minor, minor gates which open up to other things. But unforgiveness, one of the big things, is one of the common things. Bitterness is one of the common, common things that we experience in our lives. Amen. And gradually, it opens you up to many, 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 many things. I just want to you to look at Matthew chapter 18. If you, are, you have a Bible, you know the story. But it's worth noting a couple of points in Matthew chapter 18. Are you there? Verse 23. Therefore the kingdom of God hath likened to a certain king, which would take account of his servants. When he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents but for as much as he had not to pay his lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children all that he had in payment to be made the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him saying lord have patience with me i will pay thee all then the lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt but the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence and laid his hands on him you see, this is the pastor laying hands on the shepherd. You know, saying that you should have visited the people. You should have done this. You should have done that. But if you calculate, you see that the one that the senior person owed was more. Far more than the one that the junior owed. Because to whom much is given, much is also required. So the requirements that are demanded from you are higher than some of these shepherds whom you may not be happy with or some of these other people who are whatever lesser what do you call it and that is how it is with me and you that the what the lord will require from me is not also requiring it from you because everybody is different you know but when we meet each other and it's like you are laying hands on somebody pay the hundred pence you get it you you can easily get into trouble so in my mistakes I would like to mistake, make the mistake or err on the side of too much mercy rather than um, 
Yeah, air on the side of two hijacks. Bible says, why, why? There's a verse which says, why, um, why are you so wicked? Why do you want to die before your time? You know, talking about wickedness and unforgiveness. You get it. So, it's a, it's a primary gate. Amen. And uh, he, he he goes on and he says. But the servant went out and found one of his fellows and which owed him a hundred pence. He laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou worst. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, I will pay thee all. This is exactly the same words that are used. You know, and I must be honest with you, yesterday when you people were talking, the way you were describing the people, that is exactly how I would describe many of you yeah it's, it's true honestly can can somebody move this thing away i, I don't i don't i think I'm, I'm being separated from my friends and this nice flowers and all these things i would like to come down great andy can you take these flowers and help me to descend Great. Thank you. All right. I think I'm nearer home now. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yeah. So the same words. The same words. So I want to say that from now, when you when you start to grow wild on somebody, just pause. <laughs> just cool. Just cool off right there and then. Because I tell you, 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 you will be you'll be shocked when it is thrown back to you exactly the same. Husbands and wives, when you start to grow wild on each other, just cool off and just relax because you will be very surprised to, 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 to be shown yourself in a way. Oh yeah. And as I told you from the beginning, truth is not working. If it was working, we would all be angels here. If telling truth to each other would work, we would all be angels. We would all be whatever. By now, we will be the happiest whatnots on earth. But we are not the happiest whatnots on earth. <laughs> oh, you don't enjoy what I'm saying. <laughs> you are looking very quiet. As if you don't uh, have a certain problems in the church. <laughs> yeah. The same words. The same words. Your debts and his debts are more. So the thing that you are talking about, you are more, yours are more. Than the thing, and it is it is something that is why Jesus was very clear. He didn't say try not to, he said, judge not. Do not be involved in such thing. Always when you go to court, there's a judge. You are in the in the congregation listening. You see, so what God is saying is don't move from there and say, I want to be one of the people who is going to declare the death sentence on this man. Why should you get involved in something that doesn't concern you? 
You get what I'm saying? And incur the hatred of his family and the other people who will now look at you. You know, judges, judges have protection for life. Judges have security. Judges have uh, protection. They have guards. They, they, their lives are in danger. They receive death threats. They receive threats on their life for passing certain judgments and so on. It's not, it's not easy to be a judge. So why would you want to be involved with judgment? It's a very complicated thing you wouldn't want to be involved with. So back off. And when you see judgment is coming or just withdraw, you get it. And let others pass those judgments if they want to pass a judgment. Or let something else. Bishop Nankarunas was telling me that he went to heaven. And uh, he, he had a vision. He had a vision. He went for one hour, 15 minutes. And he was telling me that uh, one of the things that the Lord told me, there were three things. Don't touch. They are mine. One is the tithe. Two, I forgot. And three, vengeance. It's mine. Don't touch it. <laughs> it's glory, yeah. It's glory for the second thing. <laughs> huh? It's glory. Yeah. Don't touch it. Mine. God is more wicked than you or me. I'm telling you. God is more wicked than any of us here. If he is punishing you, he wouldn't find it easy at all. He wouldn't enjoy it. If he's taking you on, he wouldn't be. One day I read the Bible said, Lord, thou art worthy, for thou hast given them blood to drink, for they have shed the blood of your saints. <laughs> thou hast given them blood. You Would you ever think of giving somebody blood to drink? Yeah. So God is wider than you. If he wants to take on punishment, it wouldn't be easy. You get it? So have mercy on me. Have patience with me. I will pay thee all. Same words. The same words that somebody is using are the same words you are using. Notice. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgive thee all the dead, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wrath, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Notice verse 34. And his Lord was wrath and delivered him to the tormentors. To the what? Tormentors. Until he should pay all that was due unto him. A gate of unforgiveness is a gate to the tormentors. It opens the flat gate. To welcome tormentors of and this is a very generalized vague but frightening something that you should be aware of and I have come to learn in my life that one of the trickiest temptations for all time for all Christians for all of us whilst on this earth is going to be related to forgiving and releasing our issues you know 
I was talking to a man. He told me, I got, I've got divorced. After, he said, I've been married for 25 years. I've gotten divorced. Most of us here have not been married even for 10 years. And already, you know, the electrons are moving further apart. You get it? Many of us here, how many are married? Give me a wave. Good. So you know what I'm talking about. I've preached to a cow before, you know? Yeah. The cow, he didn't understand what I was saying. So when I, when I, whatever I said, when I crack a joke, I said, well, the cow just be looking at me like that. So try not to be cows today. <laughs> but the cow didn't understand what I was talking about. <laughs> What was I telling you? I was telling you something about marriage. Yeah. You know? And, and already, you can feel the separation. You see, as people get married, you, you sometimes wonder, you know, that it's, it's been 20 years that they are getting divorced. 50. The Lord told me that one of the things that's coming is divorce. Oh, yeah. There are, there are two, two or three things. One is something else, and another one is divorce. You know, and you should be you should be careful. You see, and as time goes by, it's like people don't forget what has happened and what is going on in our hearts, and it's gradual. You know, and so even though we are closer together, you don't even think twice about taking off your clothes. You are it's the least concern that you have. You are further away in your hearts than you've ever been i mean because as i believe this and you don't believe this so this is what i believe and you don't believe that i believe this you believe that so you know we keep going more and more based on different opinions about different issues and as we go we become more hardened in our different ways and ideas and beliefs you get what i'm saying so gradually you see that and people are very good at pretending come around smiling this that that that, that moving uh, looking very nice sitting together smiling this and that but nobody knows yeah nobody knows nobody knows even the car nobody is talking there's nothing to say there's there's tension or what have you on and on and on and on and on and gradually 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 and then also the you see i want to say something that we are talking about gates that open the doors for things to come some will die you see another thing that we are going to do is to bury one another yeah no i'm not joking at this camp i want to share with you real things see another thing that's going to happen is that we'll be burying one another based on the word of god what god's word what we know and what god has told us and what we have we are willingly going in the wrong direction you know and so we have to we have to you see the time of moving around and just hearing the word and thinking that it's not really applying to us is also passing in the time of either you are not you are totally different you know and therefore we we have to you have to be taken i'll give you an example you know when elisha did something great and uh, this guy came 
the, the Syrian Naaman. He was really blessed, really, really, really blessed. And he came to him and said, look, I want to give you this uh, two and these meals of silver, gold, raiment, clothing, and other things. And Elisha said, no. The Bible says, and Naaman the Syrian pressed upon him. And he said, but he refused. Then he told him something. He said, I beg you, when you hear that I have gone into the house of Baal with my master, forgive me. But I have not gone to worship him, but I've, I've had to accompany him to serve him. But from today, I want you to know that I will never serve any other God apart from the Lord your God. And he went away. And then Gehazi, who was there? You see, when this, no, this thing was going, take it. No, I don't want it. I am not, it is not, I don't want this thing. And so on. Pressure. And you are there. Gehazi said, himself that my lord the Elisha has allowed this man to go free now then he went to do the opposite of what Elisha was doing he did the opposite he went against what Elisha wanted he, 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 he totally undid all that Elisha did and went on behalf of Elisha in the name of Elisha, using Elisha's name and reputation and everything to go and collect this thing, the exact opposite. And so when he came, he said, that my son, Gehazi, where, where did you go? He said, oh, I didn't go. He said, went not my heart with thee? Went not my heart with thee? Huh? Went not my heart with thee? When you went out there and used my name and did everything in my name, you know, is it a time to receive money? and olives and, and vineyards and this and that is it a time therefore the leprosy of Naaman the Syrian shall cleave to you and then he went out of Elijah's presence white as snow and he went out because he was he he was there he saw he heard he received and he went willingly opposite to exactly opposite to everything that he had seen and heard and Elisha never even bothered to correct it to Naaman the Syrian. Yes, you are just going the opposite. But there is a time when it will turn into leprosy. There is a time when it will turn into death. I'm telling you, don't take it lightly. I remember sometime I was preaching and I said that people are going to die. When I spoke those words, within a year, three pastors were dead. Yeah. And I, I don't use prophetic terminology when I'm preaching and even when I'm talking I don't have these kind of I don't the Lord said to me this I saw you uh, this and that I this and that the Lord has revealed to me see me after church then I said the Lord has revealed to me that this I don't speak like that I speak like a pastor but a lot of it is a prophetic something so I'm saying these things to you to 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 warn you that it's not always that you go out and do the opposite of what has been explained to you that you will go and come freely like that but a time will come when that thing will turn into leprosy ah, be careful of it yeah because we can live our lives going opposite to god's word for a period after a point but at a point you see and when i was reading that thing and the lord was saying do you see the pressure that was on elijah to take this thing you know, because I'm a pastor, there are th times that things have been brought to me, given to me. It is time for me that I, I don't want it. 
and sometimes people will be putting pressure on me. No, no, you have to have this. It's time for you to die. And it has been done for this, this, that. This is what is due. There's nothing wrong about it. And I don't feel that I should have it. So I was even asking the Lord, what are these? Is it, is it biblical? And then the Lord showed me this Elisha's thing, that there is a time that you are not supposed to receive things, even when you are supposed to have it. It's not, you shouldn't take it. You shouldn't have it. You shouldn't receive it. There are monies that are paid to you. You shouldn't collect it. There are, there, are, there are things that you do, you shouldn't charge. When you charge, you are losing. Yeah. And, and Elisha was there. He saw the will of God, the plan. And he was opposite to that plan. And it didn't turn out well. So brothers and sisters, I'm just saying to you that a time will come when some of these living a life of opposite to the word with excuses and with reasons you know won't work anymore but it will not it will not only lead to just not the work the church didn't really go but you yourself will perish with that thing you get it so um i was sharing with you about marriage you get it some of us have, have been hurt you know some of us we are preaching we are people who are preaching god doesn't even hear our prayers i don't want to swear god doesn't listen to you he has stopped listening to you you are on a blackout zone and you are a pastor of a church yeah so how your church cannot grow and nothing about you can work your liver cannot work your kidneys cannot work your body cannot work because god doesn't listen to you so don't be surprised if you die are you understanding what I'm trying to do? Because if you do not forgive, God will also not forgive you. I didn't say it. Amen. Oh, yeah. How can you, if I have a quarrel with my wife or whatever, it's one of my greatest concerns to resolve it. It's one of my greatest concerns to resolve it. Because even if i want to pray not even preach pray because the bible said that your prayers will not be hindered i i don't know if you understand what i'm saying your prayers will not be hindered prayers are not heard no mercy from god no answers some of us we are we are burying the ground i was talking to a lady she was getting she was going to get married i told her look you're going to get married you're, you are so bitter against your father you are carrying the bitterness of your mother against your father for the things that your father did against your mother you are carrying it into your life today when I see that sister the beauty and the sweetness is gone as she has continued all along that road it just goes you know, have you what sometimes you see people as they're older, they look so they look weather beaten, like a weather beaten eagle. You know, that has been beaten by rain and battered and worn out. The, the beauty is gone, the sweetness is gone, the youthfulness is gone, the joy is gone, the hope is gone, you know, and it is these things, you know, these things in our hearts opening up the gates. It's a primary gate, I'm telling you. If you have not yet, Nakoshi, stand up. How old are you? 23. 
If, I don't know how whether you've been hurt yet, but if you've not yet been hurt, start getting ready. It's coming. Things that hurt. That is how life is on this earth. Things that hurt are there. They're coming. Amen. Amen. If I get a chance, I'll share with you about suffering for Christ. There are sufferings that we have to go through just for the truth. Amen. Amen. So I'm just saying to you, you know, today I don't know, I don't know who you are, but I'm just really talking to you from my heart. I'm telling you something. It's very important for your existence. It is your test, your examination, your third year exam, your fifth year exam, your fourth year exam, to be able to forgive to be able to have a sweet spirit and to be joyful and to be happy in spite of everything. Yeah. It's one of the examinations. You know, let me just share with you about suffering. There are three levels that you suffer for usually. You know, one, you may suffer for, for truth. You get it? For what is right. Looking for who? Who? Okay. Are you there? You may suffer for what is true. What is the truth? It's like, this is what is right. Then... You suffer for being righteous. Because you decided to do the right thing, you are suffering. Do you understand? Or because you decided to forgive, you are suffering. The pain of having to forgive for the 18th time something that you shouldn't experience because you are such a good person. How many have ever felt that you are a good person and a good person like you shouldn't go through what you are going to raise up your raise up your right hand if you've you've once felt that you are such a good person a good person like you shouldn't go through <laughs> yeah ah, you think that you are good and it's like why should such a person like me experience what I am experiencing? Is it fair to even lesser or worse people experience what I experience? Uh-huh. Amen? So, you suffer because to, be, to, to do the right thing righteousness their suffering i'm telling you just to 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 be to 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 stay on the right track you suffer and then the the third is suffer for the salvation of others which is an area we rarely go into you know where we are suffering for others to have god and to experience God. That is something most of us 
stay away from you know but most of us suffer a little for the truth we suffer a little for righteousness but there are many levels of righteousness we are not prepared to suffer for you know so brothers and sisters forgive forgive and those of you who stay here your flats are so small you always meet each other it's not easy to escape from each other <laughs> or you don't appreciate what I'm talking about yeah you are never able to be to be separated for even any period of time to even <laughs> you need to travel a bit <laughs> you need to travel a bit it's true traveling helps you go and you come there's a revival <laughs> how many have experienced probably revivals <laughs> yeah you may think you are saving money always saving always saving always saving anyway that is your aim so <laughs> your goal your goal in life is to catch a lot of the papers put them there look at it and say yeah i have you <laughs> but it is so important you know that our hearts are clear you see and if you talk about the church not growing you are saying you are pointing your finger to a shepherd why don't you point your finger at your own you are not talking yeah and we are quarreling with this person quarreling with this person quarreling with this person quarreling with that person you know and i want to say something that anybody who has a lot of quarrels with a lot of people you must talk to yourself about yourself you have a problem I don't listen and you see I don't want to have a lot of people who have quarreled with me about anything because of my position and the jobs that we give to people sometimes to do sometimes we have people who are not happy you know so I have had on many occasions not not many but on some occasions I've had situations where this person is not happy with whatever one day I remember somebody came and met someone on a plane person was coming the person was talking about me and was saying that he he did some work for us and when it was time to pay we didn't pay him what he wanted what i heard i said oh is that what this man is saying because this man when he did the work for us we told him do not do this it will give us problems and he did exactly that thing and i told him even before that if you do this thing we we you are canceling everything we are not going to Work with you. and that is exactly what he did and brought up so many things that we don't we, we, we open in fact he should rather have paid us <laughs> no, i'm serious i'm serious yeah so but when i heard i said wow no problem i went to him i said I, I found out where he was I went traveled all the way to where he was and I said that I hear you say me I like to tell people what I've heard that they say 
I said, I hear you say that you, uh, we, we didn't pay you. So I said, how much was it? And he mentioned that amount. And I brought out a check. Don't talk again. Bye-bye. And I got up and I left. Finish. Recently, some people were doing some computer work for us. We're developing some software. They were developing and developing and developing and developing. <laughs> it reached a point. I said, you know what? I don't like the software again. I don't want it. Everything has an end. I have to decide. So I said, how much? How much is it? You know, how much were we supposed to pay? We were supposed to pay some thousands of dollars. You know. So then we got to a point, I said, I said, write a check. Go and give it to them. So many thousand dollars. So here. Bye-bye. That you will stand somewhere and say that we have worked for you, we did this. Because I said, it is now one year. We are going on it. You are supposed to be one of the most reputable firms working for Ashanti Goldfields and all big, big companies and so on. And I said, the thing that I say you should do for me, as I'm standing here, I don't have anything. And I am, yes, I am, you claim you are finished, but I also don't see what is the finished work. You get it? But they will argue, we have done the work, this is left with the last, this, this, that, we have finished, it is your fault. A lot of events. How much is it? He met one of my staff in town and said that we are afraid of you. We have worked for you. We have the CD. You have, this is with us. And you have paid us. We are afraid of you. Said, yeah, you should be afraid. And his, the higher person came, called me, and I said that if you feel that you should not collect such money, then it's up to you to return it. But if you want such money, have it. For me, I've, I've finished with you. If you are not afraid of such money, you can take it. <laughs> and they collected it. Yeah, but I prefer that. Than to have the whole, this one is quarreling with you about this, this one is quarreling about that, this one is this and that, that is this and that. I mean, you should ask yourself, what is wrong with you? You get what I'm saying? What is wrong with you? You don't get on with this person. You don't talk to this one. You don't like this person. I don't like you. You know, I don't want this person. I don't this, that. All over. Why? Why? It's not a Christian character. It's not a Christian character. You have to come out of it. You can't say that's how we are. That's how I am. I, I speak my mind before I realize oh, uh, that my family is there. You can't just talk rubbish and then justify yourself. How long does it go on for? And you say you are a pastor. You say you are a shepherd. You say you are a Christian worker. No wonder there's no blessing and there's no power in what you say. No wonder when you speak and you shout and you talk and nothing happens. Because there is no grace. God has wiped you out. He doesn't listen to you. It's like pride. Pride is another primary gate. You receive pride. You find that God fights. Not demons. God himself fights. The proud person. So when, when, when you are very proud and certain things are opposing you, it's not even demons. God has taken it up personally to oppose you. God resists the proud. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. yeah. 
So I really feel that it is important for you to see that you are opening, and I tell you, very early in the ministry, you know, very early in the ministry, the Lord sort of alerted me to some of the experiences that I was having from other pastors and even from my own pastors that this is one of the primary testings for you. When you see me moving around, I relate with all my pastors and I relate with some even more closely, like my family. There's like my family, every, you know. And you will never think that I've had very bitter experiences from pastors. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you, you can't you can't even see it on my face. Or can you see it on my face? Huh? Do I look like somebody who 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 who, who is who is very you know like I'm going to take you 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 are reminding me of this person. <laughs> when I see you, I remember this person. This and that and that. Now these days, I don't talk with people. I don't laugh with people because when you laugh with them, they don't respect you anymore. When you do this, uh... yeah, no, it is as though it has, it's never happened. Yeah, it is as though it never happened. Recently, I went somewhere for a program, and I met one pastor who had been... You know, there are very few people like, like Judas. I mean, a real Orangu, they are very racist. Not a common thing. It's not a common thing. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of Orangulizations, you know, like ignorance and pride and different things a lot of things go and come but a real person like lucifer <laughs> fully fleshed and developed it's a very rare thing to see and there's only one person that i've seen who came near to that even here i wonder whether he was really that but it's the only one person that i've ever i recently met him when i saw him i gave him a hug and I said, oh, come and take a picture of us. We stood there, we took, we embraced, and we took photographs. Yeah. And, 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 and I remember, I remember when, before we had a camp, I was going to preach on love in Cape Coast, I remember. You know? And I was saying that everybody is quarreling, and there are reasons for every quarrel. When you go and see the people who are quarreling, you say, yeah. The Bible says we forgive and are forgiven. You see, but I want you to know that this person, these real issues that have gone on, and, and I realized that there are all these, always... You have excuse, I have excuse. You have, you have reason. So I said, let me just go and I will ask you to forgive me. That's all. So that there is nothing that you can say that I have quarreled with this person. This I don't talk to him because of this and that and that. Or I don't talk to my wife. I don't talk to that person. No. I don't want it. It's a primary gate of hell to introduce you to many things that you will never know that it's related. Because what is coming through that gate, brother, sister, you may not know what it is about, I tell you. You will not see the relationship between the gate that you open and the armed robbers and other things that are coming into your house. You may not know the relationship. So, and I tell you, it is very much related to the barrenness of the church. Our hearts. Look, everything emanates from your heart. Oh. It's not from what you say. 
That is why, that's why that song is so powerful. Lord, make me pure in heart. Not what make me pure in my words, but make me pure in my heart. That's the part that God looks at. God is looking at the heart and not at what we say. Because what we say, we are all learning how to give evolutionary answers. You know, the man who said, Lord, sir, I go. The man said, I want you to go and work in my vineyard today. He said, sir, I go. And the other one said, I will not go. And the one who said, sir, I go, he went not. And the one who said, sir, I will not go, afterward he changed his mind and he went. Who was? So you see that one says the right thing but doesn't do. One even says the wrong thing and does. So you can't go by what they say. Yeah. Because when they learn what is right and what is the right thing to say, you now have to begin to look at the actions. And that's why most of you, most of us here, it is your life that you have to look at to tell you that you are actually a servant of money. Not what you say. Because you know that it would be a very horrible and ugly thing to say that I am a servant of mammon and not God. How can you say that? You are a pastor. (laughs) How could you say something like that? (laughs) How could you say something like that? (laughs) How could you say, how could you open your mouth and speak? How could you open your mouth and say, I'm a servant of mammon? Somebody who is a pastor. It's not possible. It would be very difficult for you to say that. But if you were to look at your actions and your life and your sacrifices and the directions and the decisions, you can only come to one conclusion that you are a servant of mammon. Fully committed. Ready to die. Let them send you to Afghanistan tomorrow based on dollar. You will see us packing our bags now. Because they are going to pay you this, 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 that and that and that. Let them give you a job at wherever where you have to leave your family for six months in a year. You will see yourself packing now. Watch it and see. Tell me I'm lying. You will pack and you will go and you will do many things that you wouldn't do. You will go to Africa. They, they should mention whatever. Let them mention Swaziland, Lesotho, Zimbabwe, this based on money. Tell me how much you are earning. I'll give you four, five times that amount of money. Three times, even twice as much. This is your house. This, this, that, everything. You will see you. What to say, especially to who? I'll go, but we went not. So our words are becoming perfect. Our responses and our answers are becoming polished. Yes, we know what to say. But now at this camp, God is telling you, look at your life. Look at your decisions. Look at the way your life is and use that to talk about yourself, to tell yourself the truth. And if you see something that is ugly, don't call a spade a big spoon. Say, this is it. And then call on the grace of God and call on the mercy of God so that God can now have it. Because until you say that I am, forgive, have mercy, God cannot. You remain in that state. You remain a servant of mammon. And by the time we are leaving this camp, there should be no servant of mammon going out of this place amen there should be none of us here dedicated to mammon dedicated to money as we came into this place dedicated to to that thing out of this place must go warriors servants of god almighty god in heaven the god who created you the god to whom you owe your life
The God who will allow you to live till next year and the God who can decide that by this evening, 6 o'clock, you are not needed on this earth anymore. He is the one you must serve and not money and not security, not anything else. He is the one who your allegiance and fullest commitment must be. And I can tell you, it has not been that after now. And you need to be honest. Denying it is only going to keep you on that road. Acknowledging it, even though it's terrible, will be a great step forward. I'm telling you, it will be a great step forward. The greatest step forward you've probably ever taken in your life is that step you take it in your heart and say, Lord, I am. Have mercy on me. Think about it. When you were smoking and drinking and womanizing and menizing and whatever else you were doing, huh? when you lifted up your hand and said, I'm a sinner, you didn't leave everything in that second. It, it, well, you didn't even know how you would leave it. You didn't even know what's the way forward. But you agreed and said, Lord, I am. Have mercy on me. Then suddenly, it begins to open up. The grace comes in. And you don't even know how you get out. And how you get. You don't even know how you are here. People who see you here today, as they are sitting in the world, they don't know how you came to be where you They think you are some kind of saint. But you know you are not a saint. And you know that you didn't get here by being a saint. And you know how many times you fell into the mud and to the gutter on your way here. And you are still spraying your foot for the, on the mud. <laughs> you are still washing. You bought you got a whole lot of perfume that you keep spraying all around to try to get the smell off. So people don't understand how you are where you are. Even just considering salvation. But it's just the grace of God that makes you to be here. And not because you know things or whatever. So as long as we, we shy away from the reality and we say, no, 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 no. God is the first thing in my life. Well, God is not the first thing. And God cannot share that place with somebody. Supposing you have two wives. And you say, oh, no, but this one is 60, uh, it's a 60, 40 thing. You know, even God said that you cannot love two masters. You love one. Even though you have two, you love one. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, I want, to, I want to ask you, ministry comes from your heart. Ministry is a fountain that flows from your heart. Bibi, are you listening to me? It's a river. The Bible Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers. So, if the belly is twisted with dead rats, dead mice, one time in school, we had... Uh, jugs, you know, we go to dining hall, we had these red plastic jugs, and there's tea made with tea and milk and sugar mixed already. So you pour it out, and it's tea. All right. And I remember one day, you know, somebody came and, and told us this story that when they poured and they poured and they poured, you know, everybody like there's seven of us one, two, three, one, two, three, and one table head. You hear this? So when they pour, 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 pour at the bottom of the tea was a dead little mouse. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You get it? You wouldn't want to drink that tea anymore. And from that time, whenever I look at the tea, I needed more faith to pour it and more faith to drink it. Because... <laughs> so if in your spirit are dead mice floating in there, dead cockroaches, snakes, and other wicked things in there and then you come and stand and you are 
church. You are ministering the dead mouse and the dead rat and the dead snake and the cockroach and other bats and other things are just ministering. Have you ever wondered why your church is not good? You say shepherds and you say people's hearts or whatever. Check your heart first, brother. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Let's not be hypocrites. Nobody can see our real heart and our real life. But God can see our real heart and our real life. He can clean us from the inside. You know, and, and, and don't, don't wait till you are preaching. Some of you, you are wives or husbands, and maybe this one is preaching, this one is not preaching. So you feel free to quiet. It's like, go and preach. We are all here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you are preaching. <laughs> so it's like, even if there's a beast, you, well, me and me, I'm just praying to my God. And you have to go and minister. You need the anointing. Listen, we are going out of this place. Uh, everybody here is going somewhere. Yes. I, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. I didn't want to have a camp with people who are not doing things. I want people who are doing the work. But if you, if you are doing the work, you can understand what I'm talking about. If you are not doing the work, it's just adding up to the spiritual puffiness, which you are calling growth. It's not growth, it's puffiness. Puffiness, the road of puffiness, which Satan has put signposts, growth, spiritual growth, spiritual growth. Yes, we are going spiritual growth, spiritual growth, but actually puffy. Because when the person is big, but you have not grown, it's water. <laughs> it's a disease. <laughs> are you listening to me? Yeah. So, ask yourself. What is flowing out of your heart? What is flowing out of your heart? What is flowing out of There are times that instead of praying, I will sit down to negotiate with my wife. Because I prefer to have peace in my heart. Before, because I can't even go and pray. Yeah, I can't even go. It's in the Bible, Proton. Have you listened to those? The proton. First, go and lay, put your thing at the altar and go and make peace. Before you come, first. So before you come, and then you'll be in the church and you'll be calling your wife, honey, honey, let's go. And it's just for people to see. What is honey? What is honey? There's no honey. Sweetheart, sweetheart, honey. Sweetie, and it's like just, you know, yeah, the cool. The cool guy who is perfect and you know everything is utterly said, darling, sweetheart, honey, let's go. You know, we love to have the praise of men. We love for people to be impressed with us. So when they when they hear that you are getting divorced, ah, what? Ah, what? Because you have presented a perfecto preacher de perfecto all your life. You are with your pastor. No one knows. I mean, you are. Friends, you see, I want to say something. If you are real friends and you are moving together and you have marital problems or anything, you have to be able to talk about it. What you are experiencing in your house are being experienced by the one you are not telling. <laughs> yeah, the one you are not speaking to is having the problem that you are having. Exactly. <laughs> He's also not speaking. 
<laughs> so you're all two mystery James Bond moving together. For people, but then it's also to God. There's a time when it's automated, and we, we, we are like that automatically. We are unreal all the time. We are unreal. I like real people. Oh, yeah. Even if they talk too much, I like, I like the real person. Than the person who has mists and shadows and darknesses all around. You can't see what the person is really saying. Are you like to know? You know, I remember one time we had two pastors. One of them, uh, two pastors in two of our churches. I, I, I always remember this. I was telling one pastor, and I said, you know, if I have to choose between these two people, I'll choose this person. One of them, I, went, I came to the church one day and told me, look, I've impregnated um, somebody. So whole issue that came up. And the girl is pregnant, advanced pregnancy. So, wow, this is a problem. The other one is perfect. I never had any, any problem. He hasn't done anything bad like that before or whatever. But as we were going along, you know, we resolved the issues and we're sorting out and sorting out. I said to my, I was just asked, I said to myself that if I was to choose between these two people, I would choose this person who has had a child. I will prefer that person because the person is more humble more has a sweeter spirit and this person is like some perfect person who is like you know everything is whatever this that that is on it's not real it's not real it's, it's, it is even it is it's even the pride and arrogance and so many things you know listen my friend you can't impress god god sees you when you are bath you know oh you've not thought about it before <laughs> <laughs> Mercy Lord. <laughs> you can't impress God. God is not impressed at all. As you are. That is how you are. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So so I tell you, it, it's so important what is in our hearts. I can't overemphasize. I'm telling you. Ministry emanates from your heart. Look at Proverbs chapter four. Let me look at look look at it with you. Are you there? Have you found it? Verse twenty-three. It says, "Keep thy heart with all diligence." For out of it are the issues of life. Your heart is the most important part. And one of the first commonest things that will try to enter your heart is unforgiveness. And it is a gate. It's a primary gate. In fact, if it starts to register on you, you are going to get into trouble. And no matter how much you must suffer, for you to be a person who has forgiven 
in all reality it's better yeah god will see and you know what is happening have you ever wondered why paul prayed he said that, that i may know him the power of his resurrection and that i may be made and and what the fellowship of his sufferings you know when you when you suffer as somebody is suffering you know you understand the person because you have experienced some of the suffering the person also has like in the medical school you find that the medical school were close because they suffered under the lecturers together so they became close because they were under the same suffering you understand there are some things that i experienced as a full-time pastor even though you may be very close to me and i like you very much and because you are not full-time there are some things you don't know about no matter how you try to know about it you can't understand it are you understanding what i'm saying yeah there are some things you just don't you can't really you don't you won't know you have to come to know and paul said i want to experience the fellowship of his suffering like to be able to fellowship be made conformable unto his death you know to be made like him rick Joyner said in the in the book he said that the people who are going to occupy these thrones are two things one people who are humble people who are like the lord who are like the lord you know even in character amen i want to speak to the ladies women your hearts are deeper than the hearts of men so many of you you love god before the men that you are sitting by love god you get it but along the way you get it these kind of things which enter hearts you, you understand what i'm saying have a, a way of entering and opening a gate to you so many of you are not happy you are always tormented no matter what you are you see your dreams have happened but still you are not happy think about it carefully when you go home this evening think about it so that your dreams have happened you dream i'll be here you are here you barbara remember when you were sitting outside the canteen praying to go abroad you went to england you were there now to canada you are there now to america here you are all your dreams to be married here you are it's there children you have it what what dream yet in our homes you don't have the happiness and the over uh, the, the 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 exuberance that you would have thought would come with the achievement and accomplishment of these goals that were so far from us some some time ago tell me i'm lying or what i'm saying is not what I'm, are you real people are you can i hold are there real people here that i'm talking to yeah you remember when you used to travel to tamale huh your wife was in Accra. You're going up and down, up and down. You were doing this and that and that and that. And one day it's like, Lord, if you can make a way. Here you are. He's made a way. And then you didn't have papers and you didn't have whatever. Here you have it. You get it. You have your job. You remember you were doing exam, Hannah? You finished the exam or you haven't. Finish the exam. You're working. Dreams are real. Still. Still. Often our hearts are not correct. That's why we can't enjoy anything because happiness is from the heart what the bible says a, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he owns or that he has yeah. that is why we can be in Ghana. so we are happier than you who are here and you can earn ten thousand dollars and i can earn one thousand dollars and i'm happier than you because a man's life does not consist 
in the abundance of things which he possesses. Haven't you noticed? Haven't you noticed the abundance of things that you, nothing was withheld like you are like Solomon. Nothing was withheld from you. There's nothing that most of you, you can go in. Yes, you can go in and buy any car on credit, any house on credit. Not, it has been made available to you. Things you could only dream of and see somebody driving. You can have it if you want it. Still, you are not happy. Still, we don't have the sound of laughter and joy. We don't even, you don't even kiss. I mean, I mean kiss. It doesn't happen in, in, in Christian houses. Tell me that what I'm saying is not true. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's like, I mean, what, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like you are holding each other and you are kissing. It's like there's two times. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> children. The children is also something we prayed for. It's also something we are crying for. We say, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. They came. They're here. You see, Nako, she cannot understand what I'm talking about. She, she's dreaming. She's thinking. Oh God, oh God. Just do it for me, Lord. Give me the man who will love me, who will, you know. I will live happily ever after. Yeah, because happiness is from the heart. It, it is, it is, it is from the heart. But you don't believe it. That's why some of you are even. Some of you shouldn't be here. Oh no! Some of you, some of you were. You would have been a, have a different life. But you are following something else. That's why you are here. The whole thing is from your heart. I'm telling you, it's from your heart. Oh, you see, I'm a pastor. I am so aware of these things because I can easily change. I am subject to the winds and the deceptions. It's so easy. You are on a road. Satan will make a copy of the road you are on with the same signs. And if there are palm trees, he will put palm trees there. And he puts, and before you realize it, and he breaks the barrier between the two. Before you realize, you've shifted to this side, and then he puts the signs on, and he will call this that, that this, and you'll be on it, laughing, drinking coffee in the car, smiling. Yeah, you call backsliding maturity. You know, we, 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 you know, we are not into this. We are very cool, and backsliding has been renamed maturity a mature i'm a mature kind and we are growing we are not so vigorous and we are not so uh, shouting and all this kind of thing (laughs) 
Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Yeah. So, I am talking about your heart. The ministry is from your heart. The ministry. Look, when I look at the churches which have grown, it's the pastor who's there. Not the city. Not the people. It's the person. It's the person. The rivers that are flowing from the person. And the rivers start from the belly. So the belly or the heart, you get it? If it has a frog, if it has something horrible in there, it's not going to yield anything good. If it has a heart which is after money, not after God, what do you think the people, you may say the right things, but it doesn't have the power. Ministry is a fruit of your heart. It's a fruit of your heart. It's a fruit of where you are. I'm telling you. And so you may be say, shepherds, pastors, the people who America, the distance, this, that. Look at our church. I'll show you amazing. Look at Manhattan. We have a church in Manhattan. I mean, Manhattan should be an odd place to have a church. Who, nobody even lives there. Is that not so? It's a very expensive place to even find parking and some very weird corner. And that's where the church is. That's where the church is growing. And some of you have churches in neighborhoods where there are a lot of people. Yours cannot grow. Change the pastor. It will grow. I can give you several examples. One of our churches, there was a pastor there. And uh, he died. And then, not that he wasn't doing well. Because to me, he was doing very well. And then, another pastor went there. The whole church is different now. The church is very large. And when the pastor died, just a few people, a handful of people, 20, 30 people, whatever. But he did very well to me. And, and again, when you get to heaven, it will not be that this one has 100 people, so this one has it. But I'm just saying that it's a fruit of the person. You get it. And today, the church is, you know, <laughs> the church is big. People are coming. It's different. It's the person. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's you. I say it's you. It's you, 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 you. Yeah. And I, and I say, that's why I say that. For me, I also, for me, it's me. That's my problem. I have my whole set of problems. Which are real. All I'm saying is not imaginary. I'm not saying it to, to have a good sermon. I'm telling you real things. George, are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. It's you. It's your heart. Nitaki, are you, are you listening to me? Yeah. What are you doing in the ministry? Stand up, Nitaki. What are you doing in the ministry? You get it? You, you were an elder in the Cape Coast University. You get it? You see, you should be looking at yourself by now. You're asking yourself some serious questions. You know, about, about yourself. So let me look at myself. I call myself a pastor. You are a pastor or an elder. So an elder. Yeah, so I, you know, I am. you should be asking yourself questions about yourself. And you should be getting worried, you know, if you are not, you know, is, is this a pastor? If this is a pastor, then, then it's a pity. Yeah. A pastor who doesn't have a congregation, a pastor who has 10 people and 2 people and 3 people after years and years and years, a pastor who cannot make any, uh, for, a pastor who has no anointing, a pastor who's always quarreling, 
a pastor whose spirit is always corrupted with wickedness, a pastor whose main aim is to get money, car, house, visa, green card. <laughs> are, are you there? Sit down, sit down. I, I forgot the names, brother. George from where? Booster. George, are you listening to what I'm sharing? Very, very important. You are, you are a shepherd or what? Shepherd. Yeah. You want to be a pastor? Huh? It's a serious thing, no? To be a pastor these days. <laughs> it's no more just a title that you carry. You have to look at yourself and say that. Is this not a pastor? Is this what a, is this what a pastor is? Is this for the pastor? Somebody who wears a tag and goes, Pastor, so and so. Good evening. You love the upper seat, the front rows. <laughs> Mercy, Lord. You love the front row and you love the greetings in the marketplace. Like, pastor, good morning. Oh, Pastor. Oh, God bless you, Pastor. We love it. We love the greetings. We love the position. We love the influence that comes with it. But in reality, we are nothing near a pastor at all. There's no life in us. There's nothing that can compare you and the people. Even the people in the church are more spiritual than you are. One day we're having a, a pastor's prayer meeting at the cathedral. You know, I've transferred all my pastors again. We're having a, <laughs> a prayer meeting at the cathedral. So when I came to the church, you know, upstairs, people were walking up and down praying. So when I came, I said, that, I said the pastors are praying. So I had about 35 pastors. So when I got downstairs, this was quiet. When I opened the door, five people were sitting down. And I said, so this is the pastor's prayer meeting. And that is the people prayer meeting. Five people out of 35. And there they are praying fervently. And here there's quietness sitting in air conditioning. Maturity. Has been renamed. Yeah, that's why. That's why at this camp, I want you to look at yourself. I want you to hold your mirror like this and look directly at yourself. Shelley, the thing is me. I'm the one. They are talking about me directly. Don't think about anybody. Don't think about anybody at all. And genuinely and really apply it to yourself. It is you. And you are like that. Don't be deceived by anything. I ask myself. I say I'm a pastor. I say I have trained pastors. No, I analyze myself. I say I have trained pastors. Who are the pastors I have trained? You know? We, we, we say we have what? 300 churches or 400 churches. I don't know how many. three or 400 or something. 300 and... And I ask myself, let, let me be very honest. We can easily mention all these numbers. You know. But how many of these people? How many of them are really pastors? How many of them are really is it a real church? It's nice to write the numbers and the figures. And so on. But in reality, when you are when you start to be real with yourself, you start to correct everything in your life. And and that is that is what is so important. It's very important. Pastor, stand up. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do in church? 
What what do you do? Where are you? Manhattan says, What do you do? What do you do there? You are stammering. <laughs> so do you, 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 you are you happy with yourself as a is that a pastor? If all pastors were you, would there be salvation in the world? Huh? There'll be some salvation. You see, you need, you need to look at yourself very, 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 very clearly and ask yourself what you are, what you are after, you know, at this camp. And you need to switch roads, switch lanes, move. But you can never switch lane by saying that this lane is this. And I know as a Christian what I'm saying, and that's the way I'm going. You can never switch. Because you never accept it. You never believe it. Amen. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.